For a brief period last month, mortgage rates declined in America. But thereafter, mortgage rates began to rise once again. Not coincidentally, demand for mortgages continues to dip. According to the Mortgage Bankers Association, total mortgage application volume declined nearly 7% during a recent week. More tellingly, demand for mortgages hit its lowest level in 22 years. The average contract interest rate for a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage has been in the range of 5.4% recently. At 2022's onset, the average mortgage rate was just a bit above 3%. Demand to refinance mortgages has been even more impacted by the run-up in rates. During a recent week, demand to refinance mortgages was off 75% from the same period one year earlier. As indicated by CNBC, the vast majority of mortgage holders presently enjoy rates considerably below current levels. Applications for a mortgage to purchase a home are off about 21% from the year-ago level. High home prices would be diminishing demand for such mortgages even in the absence of the increase in mortgage rates sustained over the first half of the year. But the combination of elevated home prices and higher mortgage rates has induced many people out of the home-buying market altogether. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. As indicated by writer Patricia Cohen, prospects of averting recession are fading for both large and small nations. That grim prognosis emerges from the World Bank, which warns that the grinding war in Eastern Europe, COVID-related lockdowns in China, lingering supply chain challenges, and surging energy and food prices are exacting growing tolls on economies all across the income spectrum. Global growth is expected to slow to 2.9% this year, according to the World Bank, from 5.7% in 2021. Not only is that outlook much more pessimistic than six months ago before Russia's invasion of Ukraine, it is also below the 3.6% forecast published in April by the International Monetary Fund. Growth is not expected to improve much next year. In fact, for much of the balance of this decade, global growth is projected to dip below the average achieved during the prior one. Other than a handful of oil exporting countries like Saudi Arabia, which benefit from high oil prices, there is scarcely a region of the globe that has not seen a dimming of their economic prospects. Among advanced economies like those in the U.S. and much of Europe, collective growth is forecast to slow to 2.5% this year. China, the world's second largest economy, is projected to see growth fall to 4.3% this year from 8.1% last year. For WIPR, and my Proust Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. A survey conducted by the Wall Street Journal and the University of Chicago has determined what many of us have suspected. Americans have become deeply pessimistic about the economy. Indeed, the survey finds that Americans are registering some of their highest levels of economic dissatisfaction in years. As indicated by writer Janet Adamy, that pessimism extends beyond the present state of the economy to include doubts about the nation's political system, its future as a global leader, and its capacity to enable most people to attain the American dream. 83% of respondents describe the economy as poor or not so good. More than a third, 35%, indicate that they aren't at all satisfied 
with their financial situation. That was the highest level of dissatisfaction since this particular unit of the University of Chicago began asking that question every few years, beginning in 1972. About one quarter of respondents, 27%, indicated that they have a good chance of improving their standard of living. That's a 20-point drop from last year when the economy was still wrestling with waves of viral spread. 46% of respondents indicated that they don't have a good chance to improve their standard of living. Approximately 6 in 10 respondents are pessimistic about the ability of most people to achieve the American dream. For WYPR and my Bruce Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. On a recent Friday, government analysts reported that consumer prices rose 8.6% during the one-year period ending in May. That's the fastest increase in a bit more than four decades. As indicated by writer Gianna Smialik, Americans are confronting more expensive food, fuel, and housing prices. They are also facing surging apparel and transportation costs. One of the reasons that inflation remains stubbornly high is the consumer. Consumers are spending big. Early during the pandemic, households amassed savings as they were stuck at home, couldn't take vacations, or engage in a variety of other activities. Now many people are spending those savings, driving up demand for goods and services in the process. In the race to supply to all that demand, employers have been ramping up their hiring, which in turn has helped to bolster compensation, and that has further fueled demand for goods and services. As if that were not enough, factory shutdowns tied to the pandemic, global shipping backlogs, and diminished production have produced shortages of various goods, and that too is contributing to inflation. Monetary policymakers are working to slow the economy to reduce inflationary pressures, which could eventually trigger a new problem, recession. For WIPR and my Proust Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. There are some who complain about the red-hot labor market. According to recent data, there are 1.9 available unfilled jobs for every unemployed worker. The scramble for talent among employers has predictably driven wages higher, one of the many contributors to America's current bout of inflation. But beyond contributing to inflation, there is at least one other concern that a super strong labor market creates. Fewer students are choosing to continue their education. The National Student Clearinghouse Research Center's most recent enrollment figures indicate that 662,000 fewer students enrolled in undergraduate programs this spring than had a year earlier, a decline approaching 5%. As reported by the New York Times, community college enrollment has also declined significantly, falling by nearly 830,000 students since pandemic onset. In addition to the allure of securing employment and perhaps being paid a high wage, many students were challenged by the shift to online learning during much of the pandemic. Just as many institutions allowed students to re-enter their classrooms, the job market heated up and opportunities to make money abounded. And with so much inflation characterizing the economic environment, earning money has become that much more critical as the cost of rent, gas, and food surges. For WIPR and my Bruce Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.